Hello, everyone. Welcome back to No Bed of Roses. This is a wacky experiment we're going to do for today's episode, a multi-generational movie review. Sit back, relax, check it out. No Bed of Roses is brought to you by Conexus. Maybe your company is creating video content, or you're a brand looking for that coveted direct connection with viewers. Maybe you're an established YouTube creator, or you're just starting out. Conexus Interactive Web Video Solutions enables viewers while watching your videos to simply tap on the items they're interested in, directly connecting them to the merchant's shopping cart to easily purchase those items. This all happens without ever leaving the video experience and without ever leaving the site where they started watching the video in the first place. Connexus shoppable video content works using any browser on any device. No download, no plugin, nothing to install. Interactive video like you've always wanted it. Find out more at connexus.com. That's K-E-N-X-U-S dot com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a wacky new concept. We are 100% not sure of what we are about to do. The idea with this, can hear our special guest laughing in the background. The idea with this is a family review of movies, television, and anything else his family feels like reviewing. So I'm very proud and pleased to bring to you our family today. And uh, we've got we've got to my left here in the studio, Kristen Haber. Say hey, Kristen. Hello. That's Kristen. And then uh, we've got the dynamic duo, the twins, the Haber twins, uh, Dylan. <laughs> Sorry. Well, there's, I do it there's every Kaylee. time. <laughs> every time. There's Kaylee. So say hi, Kaylee. Hi. There's Kaylee. And Dylan. Hi. Uh, all right. I do it every and time. exhibiting way more self-control. It, coming out of Los Angeles Entertainment Capital of the World, we have Oma. Say hi, Oma. Hi, Oma. There she is. That's pretty good. That's Elaine Haber uh, hanging out on the West Coast. And uh, okay, so we have we have nothing in this. We have no idea what we're doing, but we're going to give it a shot. It's an experiment, right? Okay, so yes. so we all watched two movies. Oma didn't see one of them, but uh, the two movies that we're going to talk about today, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Mulan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got clips of both to just kind of bring us back into both those movies, so we can listen to. Let's do, should we do Ma Rainey's Black Bottom since yes. almost yeah. all that? Yeah, yeah? Yes. is that good? Okay, so we'll do that first. Wait, so then, what are we going to do when when Oma doesn't know the other one? Well, she'll have comments. She she has an opinion, you know that. <laughs> and so we will have a conversation about why. Maybe why we said the things we said, and that's the thing, right? Just see why do we feel the way we feel. What what did it do for us? What did it not do for us? Do we care at all? Okay, so first up, we'll go with Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. 
And uh, let's let's listen to the clip and see what we think after that. A one, a two, a you know what to do. This would be an empty world without the blues. I try to take that emptiness and fill it up with something. But they want to call me Mother Blues. That's all right with me. It don't hurt none. (laughs) Where's the uh, horn player? I got a friend. Come on, Libby. You rehearse like everybody else. I'm going to get me a band and make me some records. I know how to play real music, not this jug band shit. You call that playing music? I know what I'm doing. Go on and find me. I don't care. When I got there, they began to say. That's to get the people's attention. That's when you and Slow Drag come in with the rhythm part. Me and Cutler play on the break. The sooner you understand it, and what you say is what my said account. <laughs> we'll be ready to go in 15 minutes. We'll be ready to go, and Madam says we're ready to go, and that's the way it go around here. These records are going to be hits. All right, so there's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Chadwick Boseman's last film, Oma. Why don't you kick it off? What did you uh, what'd you think? Well, it wasn't quite what I expected it to be, but knowing that it's August Wilson, it had to be about Black lives and the struggle, no matter where they are. I actually liked it. And again, it wasn't quite what I expected. Did you see it on Broadway? I did not. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, familiar, I'm familiar with some of his work, August Wilson. And when you say it wasn't what you expected, why was that? Or why is that? Because I thought it would be more about her and her <laughs> vocals, her singing, and how she brought her music to the public. But it was really much more intimate because it was about the feelings of the people in that were in the band. You just didn't know that it was going to be, well, it was going to be really fo- uh, focused on, on Levy so much, on Chadwick Boseman? No, right. exactly. Got it. Exactly. Okay. So since Dylan laughed through, he's, he's barely keeping it together. It's okay. You can talk. So Dylan, what did you think? Let's hear from a younger generation. What'd you guys think? Uh, I didn't mean to laugh through it. I accidentally sneezed. Oh, sorry. Sneezing is funny. Yeah. So it's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, Kayla proved it. Uh, funny. I looked at her and I went, "Oh, laughing time." I thought that the art and dire- the art direction and really the way that they gave an example of what it was like back then to be a black artist, I felt like that was really powerful and that they did a good job of that. But honestly, <laughs> when I went in to watch it, I expected uh, a length movie. You know, I I didn't know that it was a Broadway. Uh, it was a play. I I mean I I liked it. I thought it was good. And there were a few things about it that I thought were or maybe shouldn't have been used on uh as a movie because plays have a different way that you do you do stuff. There's different timing, there's right. different ways that the character is used. It's and I feel like they did a good job of using the majority of the play, but there were a few things that I 
think they probably could have left out. Kaylee, did you feel the same that it felt? So it sounds Dylan, it felt limited or limiting. It wasn't a full blown theatrical movie. It was, it was a stage play. Yeah. That was, and I mean, um, I, I feel like you can make a play into a movie. You can definitely do that. But if you're just going to do a little snippet, actually give a little bit more information. Because, I mean, I come in and I'm just watching this and I'm going, okay, so this is a person, she's singing, and then her band, and they're going to record audio. But I don't I don't have any foreground about... No context. Yeah. So you didn't know what it was. Okay. Just chaos. What would you uh, think? I don't really feel the same. So I think it was good that they did it how it was formatted for the musical. I thought that was good because it was a story of a black singer and how their life was and how the musician's life was. And it was really, it made me feel really stuck and claustrophobic. And I think that it was good that they kept it as the play format Mm -hmm. because it was short and it just kept it inside the building. And so it made you feel like the way that if you were to live that life of theirs, you would feel the way that the movie was formatted. Interesting. Kristen, that's a good segue. Kristen's looking at me like, oh yeah, let me add it. Let me add it. So that's a great observation. Kristen, what did you what did you think? So I agree with elements of what Kaylee and Dylan both said and even what Oma said. I thought overall as a film that the directing, the acting, the performances were really solid. I was very impressed knowing now that Chadwick Boseman was so sick at the time that he what, was so, dying. What, was he sick while they were I doing it? he Because he, he was sick in The Five Bloods. He was sick in that, yeah. but I don't, I don't. He was kn- sick in black. He was sick in Black Panther. He was sick too. in Black Panther. So yeah. he was sick. He's been sick for his Yes. And, and he was certainly skinny. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Withholding yeah. that piece of information, I think me watching it now after his passing made me feel like, wow, this guy really dug deep to give a very powerful and exhausting performance. I mean, he was really soul wrenching. The subject matter in light of the last year that we've lived with COVID was very hard for me to watch. My first instinct watching the film, the opening sequence is these two young African-American men running through the woods in the dark. I think that I am so heightenedly sensitized to, we watched Harriet Tubman, watching people of color running through the dark (laughs) in the woods. You're thinking, okay, nothing good can come of this. And then they end up coming to this tent uh, that that Ma Rainey's playing in. I guess she's on tour somewhere, and she's she's in the middle of the South, and she's doing a concert. So that made you kind of catch your breath, which was good. The feeling of Ma Rainey, her sweat. She was sweating. It was hot. Since it is a stage play, it's very limited in its movement to just a few uh, setups. And the the feeling of it being hot and Ma Rainey is sweating and the guys are all in their suits. The feeling of being trapped in this building and trapped in the basement where they're rehearsing. 
it's very claustrophobic yeah. feeling. And what I was saying is, for me personally, watching it after being locked inside for a year with COVID, it is. it was very hard to breathe. There was no oxygen in the film. I felt like they accomplished that. And then another thing that that hit me is that this was set in 1920s, 20s, early 30s. Hot summer of Chicago, yes. hot Chicago summer. So, right. but we just in 2020 have stood up for Black Lives Matter. And the feeling in this film of Black Lives not mattering matter. And then, but through the music is this universal language. Uh, the white people feel like they can plug into the black soul, right? But here we are with Black Lives Matter, and I'm feeling, have we accomplished anything? Are we any further along the line here? Holy mama, I love that white people feel they can plug into the black soul. That's awesome. I, I think the movie bothered you. If I was the director, I would be so happy. Yes, to hear you, what you, you just, just said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So our twins, our twins are both raising their hands here. Let's uh, defer to, well, Dylan, you had your hand up first, raising hands in the studio. Okay. And then tongues out, but don't worry, we're, we're, everybody's going to get a turn. So what do you, what do you got, boy? Uh, so I wanted to say that I do agree with what, um, with what mama said, Yeah. you know, like very good job of claustrophobia and making it, you know, really seem tense and, you know, dramatic. Yeah. But I really wanted to see more of what the time was like then. So I guess I was just, you know, I wanted to see more. Like, what was it like then? I think it was good that they only had, they only focused on being inside and they didn't move it to different spaces because if they focused only on the, since they focused only on the inside and being in the studio, I think that was really good because I'm sure that's how they felt. But also, like, in a movie, if, in a movie, they don't just have one setting; they have multiple, and they focus on multiple different things. That's right. And so it's it doesn't set one feeling for a movie because you have so many different places that you're at, so you don't have just one feeling. But if you have one setting and you're in that one place for a whole for like the whole movie, then it gives you one feeling. That's interesting, Dylan. You got something else to add to that? So what I want to say is, I don't think that the whole small set was a bad idea. I thought it was really good the way that it did, they did it. Right. Again, I'm just, you know, I kind of wanted to make them to make it out of, you know, make it a movie. Yeah. Did you, would you say that just having been exposed to this, you wanted to know more about Ma Rainey, about that time, about what it was like? Oh, Is definitely. That, yeah. And I, I mean, I would have loved to like to know a backstory of Ma Rainey. And Levy. And, and the men. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and, yeah like, slow why, drag. And, why do they play and, the music? Why? Oma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and more of the and more of the music, more of the music of the time because yeah. I think the music itself is a statement of fact. It's very, very important because you, if you remember, at the end of the movie, um, he's only offered five dollars for the songs that the man asked him to write, and then you see a white band performing the music with no soul, no heart, no understanding. Of what was really written. That leaves you with a warm and fuzzy feeling, right? So, but didn't you feel a palatable feeling of distress? Like it, mm -hmm. everything was potentially 
a tinderbox. <laughs> like every moment, the car accident, I was just waiting for bloodshed. Yes. I was waiting yeah. for some horrible scene when they go to get the cokes. It was hard because they're fighting. They're fighting with their own demons. They're fighting with the history of their lives. They're fighting with the history of their ancestors. They're fighting for a place in the world going forward for a piece mm -hmm. of success, for a piece of something. And in all of that, losing pieces of themselves. And one of the characters in the band saying, we're better if we stand together and we use our strengths together to pull mm. each other up, which is what's going on right now. Right. Um, also, I thought it was very ironic and timely that the week that we watched it, two days before the information had come out in Chicago about the police yeah, rating illegally them, yeah. rating the social the African American woman's yeah, social workers' her, apartment, her apartment, and there is a black mayor, a female mayor, to Chicago, yeah, and her having to address that. So. All the things that you guys just said are spot on. For me, it's another. It's another viewing because it's so loaded, it's mm. so heavy, it is so timely. It's hard to ca it's hard to breathe. They they go down into that crappy rehearsal room and they're just trying to get that fan on, just trying to get the air. And Kristen, you kept saying, "Why is he going to that door? Why does he keep going to that door?" Mm. And it was Kafka esque and uh, just no escape. And of course, when he finally does go into that door, there's still no escape. There's still no escape. And so that was not too subtle. Yeah, but that's, that feeling of being trapped. That would, sense we're of claustrophobia. We're all feeling that, trapped. Yeah, and yeah. then you're watching a film about people being trapped. And it was, it was a difficult movie to watch. I would say if it wasn't a difficult movie to watch. It wouldn't have been good. It wouldn't have been good. August Wilson wouldn't have been the dynamic and important playwright that he, and he was, is and was. Is and was, yeah. The rhythm and the language and the energy that these guys were able to capture and just take us there, and you feel like you're short of breath. Do and you that's feel how that the film, the play was written, it was performed on Broadway, but for it to come out on Netflix now, do you feel that it's, it's more resonant with the viewers because of everyone's individual and personal circumstances with what's going well, on. Look, look, look at what you just described. So I would say, sure. Yes. There are people who are having the exact experience that you are. We have 13 year old twins having their experience. I wanted to say that I, um, with the door, you know, when he was struggling to get the door open yeah. and then I felt like the scene where he finally opened that was his realization that he's trapped. He, he can't escape his life. So I felt like that was a good scene. I agree. It's a great scene. Levy's a, co a complicated character. I would say that he knew a long time before that, that he could not escape. Once he watched what happened to his mom, that torment, that pain, he knew. He got some relief from his horn playing. He was obviously a talented musician, but so cursed, so hobbled, so... So damaged. I thought it was great. And I think there's there's a lot to unpack in it. And like like mommy said, like Kristen said, right now, in the time of COVID, right now with Black Lives Matter, to look back and say, Oh my God, from then to now, 
It's the same struggles. It makes you feel hopeless. It, it, it makes you feel. But are but, we accomplishing anything? But is it moving fast enough? Incrementally, you have dynamic black entertainers who have phenomenal success and phenomenal impact. Is it enough? No. But is it different than it was then to an extent? But still. I know, but the it, white man is still making money off still appropriate, the black man still, in the music still industry. Still appropriating. All right, so fi- final round. Let's go around the horn. Uh, we, o- we always go, uh, what, thumbs down, thumbs to the, you know, thumbs, uh, thumbs at the, to the side. Thumbs to the side or thumbs up, right? So let's go, let's go around the room. Mommy, what do you think? Thumbs down, thumbs to the side, thumbs up. Okay, it's complicated. <laughs> That's a, you got, you got three choices. I'm going to give a thumbs up thumbs for, up. for the production value, for the costumes, for the performances, for the direction, for the content. I will give it a thumbs up. I think it is absolutely worth seeing. But for me personally, emotionally, where I am right now because of what's going on in the world, it was so challenging of a movie to walk away from, like, I felt like I needed to go watch uh, like a Disney fairy right, movie said to just H2O. Yeah, lighten it up. Okay. Um, I will give it a sideways you, thumb. So, okay. Thumbs so up. you got to kind of know what you're getting into. So for other people, prepared. she'd give a thumbs up, but for herself, she'd give a thumbs up. You kind of need to know going into the film what to expect so that if you're in a funky place. Okay. You, thumbs down, thumbs to the side, thumbs up. What is it? I'm telling you, thumbs up thumbs for up. everyone okay, else. You can't, okay. Thumbs just sideways. Say, All right, just enough. say thumbs Dylan. to the side. It's <laughs> so simple. There you no, go. you can do thumbs like halfway. Okay, about Dylan, to, what do you say? I'm about to break the record. Thumbs, to, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Anything anything outstanding about that thumbs up or just thumbs up across the board? Uh, just thumbs up because I feel like the way that they did all the art direction and the way that they, you know, really brought the emotions to the screen. And You've mentioned art characters. direction a few times. As an artist, you really responded to the look of the of the film. Yeah, I, the, I feel like the main part of a movie in, in time in a different time, uh, especially period if, piece, especially mm-hmm. if you're uh, really far back in history, is to have a really good looking set and really good looking clothes and just all of all of the bits and bobs. Right. I think I would give a thumbs up because um, of the way that the movie made me feel. Right. I think like when a book makes me feel a certain way and I can really connect with that, then that's definitely a good book. If a movie can make me feel that way, then that's definitely a good movie. Nice. Nice. I like that. Thumbs up. Okay. Oma, what do you say from Los Angeles? I also will give it a thumbs up. Mm -hmm. And um, after this conversation with everybody, definitely a second reviewing of it. Oh, nice. Nice. Because I think there there is tremendous depth in all of their characters. And Ma Rainey herself was very, very powerful. You get a little bit of it. I think so. When you see it in conjunction with all of the other acting and all of the other people and what they're all going through, you know, Levy, it's definitely worth a second viewing. Solid thumbs up for me. And in the conversation here, you just saying, I want to go back and watch it again. I think just that's a sign of good work. I think we all, uh, we have all thumbs up, except maybe, except maybe uh, Kristen, right? Is that maybe? That's just my own, because I've... I'm, I'm a little thin-skinned these days. 
You're a little thin-skinned. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's the round. So there we can, we can say, we can say what? We can say, there was the gong. There was a gong. Why did we need a gong? We just needed a gong to go. I feel like we need a gong. That's the end of that round. <laughs> that's the gong. Okay. And one. Yeah. And we, right? That's the end of that ding, round. Ding. And we're going to go. Yeah. Ding, ding. And we're going to go into now, uh, we got um, Mulan, right? Now, Mulan, we already said that Oma has not seen Mulan. And just to set this up for you guys, for the twins, big fans, is that fair to say, of the uh, Disney animated Mulan? Oh, the, the original is so good. The original is so amazing. And as somebody that likes animation, I mean, I loved it. And we're all huge fans of Mushu and Cricket, yes. right? And it's still it still holds up for us. And as a matter of fact, you guys just, I feel like we just watched it a few weeks back, not too long ago, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe because we knew this one was coming. We've got a clip of Mulan right here to take us back. Let's see what this is like uh, with Mulan. Do you know why the phoenix sits on the right hand of the emperor? She is his guardian, his protector. That she's both beautiful and strong. Your job is to bring honor to the family. Do you think you can do that? Citizens, we are under attack from northern invaders. Their leader calls himself Ori Khan. Fights alongside a witch. No survivors. By edict of his imperial majesty, every family must contribute one man to fight. Have you no son? I am blessed with two daughters. I will fight. We must be strong. This time we will not. All right, there it is. This time we will not return, and we must be strong. Feel free to just open up the conversation a little more here. Dylan, you don't even have to raise your hand. This Go time for I will not return to that movie. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay. I, I very much agree with Kaylee. Well, and there it is. Strong. Some strong feelings. Okay, go yeah. for it, guys. Go uh, for it. Honestly, I was very disappointed by the fact that we didn't get Mushu. Right. So, you know, that was kind of... That's fair. But I, then again, I guess, you know, it's kind of weird to animate a dragon and do... But realistic, so... I was also confused on why they were in a old-looking apartment complex, because in the original movie, in the animated one, they were... They had their own farm and a home, and they seemed well off. So I was really confused by that. The Phoenix wasn't even a part, but, you know, that took place of Mushu. And then also the witch, I... Don't really know why they needed to add the witch. In the original movie, it was just Borikon and, you know, his army. They were fighting. Right. And the witch was his just his pet hawk. Kay what, Kayla, you're saying what? You so I think um, I think that, so the witch was his falcon or hawk. I'm not sure what type of bird. Um, she, yeah, she was. A falcon. What was she, Kristen? Falcon. You're, like falcon, you're the raptor expert. Yeah, falcon. She. Okay. So in the animated movie, she was just a falcon, and she didn't turn into the witch. I thought it was kind of cool that they made her a witch in this one, so she could turn into a falcon and be a human. I thought that was kind of cool, and I don't know the full true story, the actual story of Mulan. The witch might have been part of the actual story. Yeah, I'm not sure though. Kristen, what do you think? Well, I it now was, you've seen you've seen both, right? Um, well, I, I, now it's been a very long time. Oh, okay, you didn't so watch it recently, I the animated don't version. Really remember so much the original that the kids have watched 
many, 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 many times. Right. So for them, that's Mulan and the songs. So they love the songs from Mulan and they can recount the songs. And so for me, it was challenging. And just so everyone knows, this is not a musical, this version, right? It's not a musical. And we've already established no no Mushu. Right. No Mushu. And and Oma, did you see the animated version? No. So I was just going to say that I would like to watch the animated version, but here's my feeling about that. Maybe I'm a little old fashioned when it comes to this. I love animated films, good animated films, very much like the Lion King when they made a live version. I had no interest in seeing a live version of something that just, for me, the animation is so beautiful and lyrical and the music and the way they put it all together. Very, very special. We had this conversation a little bit, guys, didn't we, when we talked about Jungle Book? Because Jungle Book, yeah, we, we felt the, no, the was, Jungle Book it reanimated. Wor- that was that worked. It, it that was worked, really right? good. Jungle Book, but they want to be like you. They should not have it, done right. it for the Lion King. It was just it, already too good as and, an animated. And there, film. it didn't work. So, yes, so it didn't I don't work. Right. I don't know if you can top an, a really good that an animated film that's already good with a CGI one. Now but, you hold- know Jungle Book. Sorry, sorry, Kristen. Jungle Book Kales came out when I was a kid. Lion King came out when you were a kid. Really, they're both considered at this point classic animation for Disney. Phenomenally successful, but the live action for that John Favreau did for Jungle Book, we loved it. Mm-hmm. But the live action for Lion King. Big dud, right? Mm-hmm. We're not reviewing that today, but it was a big dud. So, oh, and we did not like Aladdin. You guys, oh that, no, that, that was, that was, was another not, one that didn't work. Dylan, what, what are you good. thinking? I do have to say that live action can be really good sometimes, but mm, the majority of the times, if the animation movie was really, really a smash hit, then for me, I feel like the majority of the times the live action is not. Uh, nearly as good. It's very challenging, right? It's a it's a big challenge. So but can I? Yeah, please, as, good. As, yeah, as, as a viewer yeah. who saw the animated version yeah. so long ago that it wasn't really in the forefront of my memory. So you're kind of fresh. I'm kind of fresh. Kind of fresh. I I enjoyed this film. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought that. China looked beautiful. The countryside looked really pretty. It was filmed in Toronto. That's why. The, no, kidding. The, the, <laughs> the, the, kidding. the culture, Sorry. the costumes were amazingly beautiful. And their warrior gear and all of that. So I didn't have as much problem with it because there wasn't an animated Mushu could, could comic. You, could you connect with any of the characters? Mm-mm. Nope. I, I couldn't. Could you, Kristen? No. No. I didn't feel for no, any of them. Not, I was like, ah, whatever. I kind of like Borokan. Yeah, Borokan, I kind of felt I kinda, a little bit more than everyone else. His father got killed but, by the emperor, but, and I I mean, I kind of did. I feel like uh, the purpose of Mulan, like both, both of the movies, you're supposed to feel for Mulan, you know, have like some sort of a connection. And in the original, they did a good job of that. But in the new one, I, you know, she was basically just a side character to me. If anything, Cricket was the most interesting person there. But Cricket didn't really have any parts. No, I will say this. I was moved by the girl power moment between the witch and Mulan. 
I really? thought that was. Good. I was. And I she enjoyed said that. that I was. You're, you're lying. You're putting on this yes. false front, yeah. and you have to be your authentic self to let your chi flow, so that you can really come into right. your power and right. who you are. And that was very powerful. And, and the witch saying. Yeah, I thought so, Kels. Because the witch, I, like I kind of felt for the witch, but not. not and she that goes, much. "It's too late for me, right?" The witch says, "It's too late." So I think there's something there. This yeah, movie just—it was just very so late faint. in the film. Yeah, this movie just didn't. I do have to say that yeah. uh, I felt like um, the three the three men that Mulan was paired with in the original movie, they were a pretty big part of the movie um, throughout the movie. So I. It was kind of weird to not have them. And I was also confused on which characters they were trying to remake as who. They didn't really give any information. Yeah, that that part was kind of confusing. Oh, who the commander was, who the... Well, uh, it was... So, in the original, Mulan met three guys when they were at the boot camp thing. That's right. They all became friends, but um, it kind of showed them in the live action one, but but I couldn't really figure out who was supposed to be who right right and i feel like with the with this live action mulan i feel like they kind of rushed the story yeah like I, it seems like they went from one thing and they're like okay we're done with that let's move on to the next thing and right it was seems like it was really short and rushed uh-huh. i felt like that too i felt like the movie was really fast-paced and that didn't give any time for this story to really build up yeah Okay. I liked that she didn't have to have a romantic lead to complete her character arc. Yeah, I I kind of, and maybe you guys can help me, I kind of wasn't sure. How did she become such a great warrior? It was, did I miss her something? Her father, because she was kind of tomboyish, was right. training her like a son until at one point then she was getting in so much trouble they said she needs to know her place that yeah. she's a female. but i didn't see I any didn't, i don't think that he was training her but there is one thing uh the witch and the dad they kept talking about chi yeah and well you know that wasn't in the a life force yeah and yeah. i i know what chi is and everything huh. and i but i don't they that wasn't in the first movie and I didn't understand why that was such a big thing. It was just kind of like, Oh, this is a thing you have. It's strong with you, like the force. Right. But they it, there was no like there was no real reason. And I I thought for some reason the witch, because she had strong chi that she could do all that stuff. Because she said My, your chi is strong like mine. Or, right. She went to the dark side. Yeah. There is one thing uh <laughs> that I was it's not a huge part of the movie in either movies. Um, but, uh, in the first one, in the animated one, the dad gives the daughter, uh, gives Mulan a medallion, which is the yin and yang. So it's, and then it's replaced by a phoenix. And that was supposed to be like a family thing. And, you know, there was like all this stuff, but so that wasn't a huge part, but I was, for some reason I felt like they were going to give that to Mulan. I don't know why. Oh, the medallion itself? Yeah, because that was like a really big part. Uh, he said something like, this helped me fight or... Right. So... I just wasn't wowed by this movie at all. Wasn't connected to it. I agree with Chris and I thought some of the stuff uh, was cinematic and look good, but it just felt like... It felt like maybe too many people had their hands in the pot. There it is. Okay, Kristen, what do you want to do with this one? Thumbs down, thumbs to the side, thumbs up. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. 
Thumbs up. There it is. Straight and simple with no other explanation. Dylan, what do you got? Because of many things, I'm going to do partial thumbs down. So it's in between uh, thumbs to the side. Ooh, modifying the rating system, huh? Okay. Kels, what are you thinking? <laughs> I, I'm giving it the same as Dylan did. Really? Too? Look at the twin the twin power. Okay. Uh, Oma, you have no... You have no vote on this. I mean, you could you could throw your opinion into the into the hat. No, uh, I really I really can't. It would be unfair. It would be unfair. <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, just because it was clearly a big effort, I would uh, I would not give it a thumbs down, but I'll I'll say thumbs to the side on this one. Let me ask you guys for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Is this a family film? Is this a movie that? Here you are, 13-year-old twins, and then your parents, uh, and then we have Oma, who is our grandmother. Uh, is this something a family can watch and enjoy? So go ahead, guys. You don't need to um, just... I um, think uh, probably for older kids. Uh, like, so were you too young to, 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 to watch this, do you think, Kels? Or this is... I think Kelly and I, I, I are mature depend- enough, well, but... I, I think it depends on how your parents introduce you to different things and situations in the world. So in your assessment, guys, what would what would the age cutoff be, do you think? I'd say, like... It was rated R, but I think it could... I don't know. It really depends how your parents introduce you. Is it rated R, Kristen? Was um, it rated R? Could you say I 50? was very uncomfortable with the sex scene uh-huh. in front of the kids. Right. And I yeah. was very uncomfortable with the graphic uh, scene at the end of the film. Uh-huh. I thought that... The violence. The, the, yes. Those two scenes really upset me and i felt like oh this is kind of a weird film to be it was, watching with the kids which i didn't know that that those elements would be in there i don't it, I it was rated r so there you go parents don't be like us it's rated r make sure you know what the rating is uh dylan what do you what do you got honestly i'd say 15 to six, 15 in no, 16 plus probably 16 plus? do you think so huh no i feel no. like some 15 year olds could get it but yeah probably kaylee so you guys are thir- you guys are 13 do you feel it was a mistake for you to have seen this no not really no i feel like kaylee and i are mature for our age and that's not really saying a lot because we're insane but uh, uh, okay. i i feel like we you know we got it but anyone our age and you know younger would Probably not enjoy it or be a, you know, understand it. Can I throw my hat in the ring? Please, here, please, please, please. So I'm listening to all of you and I will say this. What Kaylee said is true. It's how your parents bring you up, how your parents talk to you about things, the openness, the ability to discuss certain things. And that really depends on the maturity of each individual. So if it's an R, probably in today's age, 19 because i think most kids today are really dumb hey um i i agree ouch, i agree ouch, ouch. no, no so, i agree with her i'm sorry oh man this is the harsh grandmother right there well uh, jeff i think you and Kristen um have given kaylee and dylan the ability to sit in many conversations and be spoken to on a level that gives them a feeling of respect and respect for yourself. It's a whole different ball of wax as opposed to people who don't really have any interaction or very little interaction with their kids. 
and don't introduce them to life as life is. So I agree with what Kaylee said. It yeah. depends on the maturity of the kid. That's fair. And I think Kristen's right. I mean, when that sex scene came up, it's not super explicit, but, you know, I mean, explicit depending. Explicit enough. Explicit, explicit enough. Explicit yeah. enough, but I think they did a very good job of. You were, yes. you were very. I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, no, I, 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 I thought, ooh, the uh, that and they the, didn't really show much of it. No, anything, no, no. But the heat of that right. scene showed enough that right. the intention was right. there. So mm-hmm. it was it definitely it. That's a mature moment. Um, the vi- the language. We're not even talking about the language. I mean, the the language is true to form, man, and hardcore, and and uh, part of today, Jeff. Uh, oh, I think. I think just part of the American vernacular and, Mm -hmm. and uh, to me, beautiful. I mean, I thought, I just think it's beautiful the way it flows and the imagery and um, it's, it's intense, but yeah. Okay. So age wise, uh, I think that's, you guys are probably spot on and that it could be a shocker. We went in because we were excited about Chadwick Boseman. I think, Chris, and I don't even know that I looked at the rating, guys, I don't it know. It was rated R. No, no, no. I, I, I get it, Kels, but I'm, I'm saying I, I, I don't know that I ever I, even looked. I don't think uh, that I looked. Yeah. And and knowing that it was from a play, I thought, well, how how inappropriate hmm. could it be? Yes. Oh, it could, it could be. I mean, watch, you watch Adventures in Babysitting, and I cringe now. I think. Well, how yeah, is that ever PG? Cringy, how is that ever? It's just a bad it's movie. Not that but how is it PG thirteen? No, rated yeah, PG back <laughs> then <laughs> when we grew up, and then you watch it as an adult. You go, oh, it's PG Adventures in Babysitting. Right. I go, watched this as a kid. Right. You guys can watch it, and then I'm in the kitchen, and I'm watching it as you guys are watching it, and I'm like, oh, oh no, this no, is no, not no. okay. This, this is, is not appropriate. Yeah. Did my not... parents let me watch? No wonder I'm brain damaged. And like Footloose, <laughs> the beginning of Footloose. Yeah, that's I was not... like, this, no, you guys will be 18 before you right. see this. It's not okay. I've, I've watched that movie three Footloose. times. <laughs> I've watched that three times. What? But it's not inappropriate. Okay, that's okay. Another... Footloose is fine. Punishing your children, episode two. No. That's where we're going to be. That's <laughs> where we're going to be. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, all right, so let's wrap it up with uh, with Ma Rainey's Black Bottom not being, for younger kids, a family kind of film, right? We all not agree a on family that? film. I okay. agree. Yeah. Not, not yeah, a family. Not a family no, film. No, no way. But if the conversations are happening within your family, could be pretty interesting to experience together. Yes, oh. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, and now let's go over to Milan, guys. What would we say about Mulan, which came from a very family-oriented Disney animation hit and now is in its live-action form with violence? Yeah, this this Mulan's a lot more violent, but I don't know if I'd rate it PG-13 because it's not really, it's not inappropriate and it doesn't show blood or anything yeah, yeah there's no gore so i think you could be rated pg parental guidance oh yeah, yeah. it's pg-13 it's, right now yeah, right but it's i don't think they're PG fighting 13, but you don't see any yeah. blood and yeah it's, it's not brutal or anything it's not like it's a lot of haya. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a lot, lot of haya. i mean it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, a lot of the most gruesome scene is when they happen upon the other armory, the other group of soldiers, oh, the garrison that the had garrison been yeah. that had been destroyed in right, battle. Right, that but I think kind of- I think it could be rated PG. I agree with Kaylee. It could definitely be PG because I mean PG thirteen. You know that's like sex scenes and what? blood no. and gore. No, no, that's our. 
That's more R. <laughs> That's more R. We have low blood sugar kicking in from the the cast and crew here, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna move on. Um, let's let's do our summary judgment on Mulan. Though, is it family friendly or not? Family friendly. Family friendly. Family friendly. Kristen, this yes. is the mom. Yes. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I, I, from from what you say, I, again, I have not had seen it, so I can't really. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Understood. I saw real quickly. I saw an edit. I guess there are many versions of this. A Chinese version, really on YouTube. Really cool looking. Very dark. Very violent. Much much more intense. But I wondered, Kristen, when I saw that, if this was like. When we learned, when we were at the Screen Actors Guild and we learned about the dark legacy of Pinocchio from Roberto Benini. Roberto Benini gave us a master class on what? Really, oh, yeah. Okay, a lot yeah. of Disney's films. Well, that's not a Disney story. Well, this is much older than yes, Disney. But a but, lot of Disney's films are based off of Brother Grimm's, Brothers Grimm's tales, and very, those are good, very, very good dark. Good for you, Kels. Absolutely. Yeah. Very, very dark. Yeah, and, Brother Grimm for children's stories. Very. So yes. Disney made it a little more lighthearted. Th- that's and butterflies right. And good birds. for you guys. You have to and tell me later about. Well, Pinocchio. we we it truly was a masterclass from Roberto Benigni, and there's you need to see some of his work in order to understand this. But he stunned all of us, and there's a room full of actors and people in the business. And when he started to really talk about what the story was about and what the depths of darkness, it was pretty astounding. No, Kristen. Yes. Yes. She's hungry. Okay, we've lost Kristen. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, that's it for this episode of whatever we're calling this thing, the Family Review. Thanks for coming, and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Adios. Well, that does it for our wacky experiment here with our multi generational movie and whatever else reviews, whatever else sort of tickles our fancy thank you for joining us on no bed of roses today and we hope that you come back and listen in again stay safe and we'll see you soon